Hi, you're listening to If You Give It Out a Podcast. Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. We are back on track this week, folks. I have two episodes that are going to be coming out this week. I have this one, and as you're listening, this is Monday, and I have another one coming out on Wednesday as well. Um, I am very excited for these to come out. I am glad to be back on track. Um, I found a way to kind of just push through with this. We still haven't gotten our air conditioner fixed here at our house. Um, the last two people have fell through on coming out here, but I'm not going to talk about that. I'm here to talk about wrestling this week, and I'm here to talk with a very special guest. He is a ring announcer for Crown Championship Wrestling, Mid-States Wrestling, and he does ring announcing and backstage work for Wrestling for a Cause. Um, I am very excited to have this guy on. He was a lot of fun to talk to, and the guy I'm talking about is Ryan Pilkington. And I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. So... If you're as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey, Dad. Get back in your car. Go. <laughs> get out of here. You can't be here. I wasn't about to call you Dad, so. <laughs> Seriously? Just for the, you know, the, the work rate, brother. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, she said he looked like an old piece of leather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Supernatural, which is by far one of my favorite shows, and I will be talking a lot about Supernatural. I will be quoting Supernatural. Bro. I just remember, because they also, everybody, whenever they came to the ring, goes, <laughs> What? Okay, before I get started, have you ever had an idea for a design that you wanted to put on a shirt, hat, tumbler, or even a puzzle? Well, over at RNL Designs, they can make those ideas come true. For the month of August, all ready to ship or local pickup t-shirts and canned glasses with bamboo lids are $10 each plus shipping. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram, as well as Etsy for digital designs. I'll have a link to all of their pages in my show notes. Go check them out for all of your custom needs today. All right, everybody. So today I have with me Ryan Pilkington. He is a ring announcer for Mid-States Wrestling and Crown Championship Wrestling, as well as he does some ring announcing and backstage interviewing for wrestling for a cause and uh really happy to have him on today ryan how are you doing i'm doing great man thanks for having me on uh anything beats the heat outside <laughs> most definitely <laughs> it has been uh a scorcher these last few weeks i definitely would not want to be outside in this <laughs> Well, uh, as we're recording this, I'm waiting to get my air conditioner fixed, actually. Uh, I've been without it. Tomorrow will be a week that we haven't had air in our house. So it's been a little rough. I'm actually recording in my garage at the moment with uh, nothing but a fan on. So we'll see how, how well I do out here. If I start talking weird, then you know what happened. 
<laughs> Love somebody come and check on you. <laughs> I appreciate that. So you, uh, like I said before, you do the ring announcing for Wrestling for a Cause sometimes, and then Mid States and uh, Crown. How did you actually get into doing that? Uh, well, the good old space cowboy Jason Jones. I had uh, I'd been going to the gym for a while, and I mentioned it one night about ring announcing. Jason gave me the opportunity um, to be able to ring announce. Wasn't sure how it was going to go at first. Um, I fully embraced it now, though, and uh, I have a great time um, getting to work with Big States and Crown Championship Wrestling and getting to do work with uh, Wrestle for a Cause. It's uh, it, It's been a great time. Just, just fun times, that's all I can say. I mentioned it one night, and he gave me the opportunity, so I, I took the ball and ran with it. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh... Whenever you're able to, because from what I hear, you're a pretty big wrestling fan yourself. Obviously, if you're in the business, then you've got to be a wrestling fan like the majority of us are who uh, do anything when it comes to this. So I'm guessing that was a pretty big opportunity and a pretty awesome opportunity to be able to do that after being a fan for so many years. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I, I talk with a couple of people about wrestling all the time, you know, um, friends and family and stuff like that and you know as a kid i never thought that i would be bringing the mouth of the south jimmy hart to the ring or you know even guys like uh jason jones and gary graham and mm-hmm. the list goes on guys that i've watched for over a decade you know and, and and guys like jimmy hart that you know i remember watching him on on vhs and, and, and watching him in the the late 80s when I was like you know six five six years old right and uh yeah, and sometimes I still think about it. I'm like, wow, you know, it's it, it's still kind of unreal. Um, getting to sit down, you know, backstage with some of these guys and uh, just listen to them talk. I, I have a blast just listening to them talk. But it's uh, I always wanted to be a wrestler, <laughs> and uh, I started taking bumps. And I'm not I'm not old by any means, but I'm not young either. And uh, I've had a long a long tenor construction work and there's just parts of my body that wore out and I started ring announcing and uh, I'm totally fine with it. I don't have to get in there and beat up my body. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess it's all, I guess it's kind of already beat up. But, uh, the cool thing, the cool thing that I can say about ring announcing is, you know, you get to, I get to come out and hype up the crowds. Um, right. And I try to, I try to switch it up every show. But to me as a wrestling fan, if an announcer comes out and gets the crowd hot, mm-hmm. you pretty much know, all right, it's going to be a good night. And I've, I've been to some promotions. I haven't worked for any, but I've been to some promotions over the years where uh, it's just a, a regular kind of announcer comes out. There's no real buildup. You're not getting the fans excited. And uh, I think that has a lot to do with the show because if the guy on the microphone can get you guys pumped up and going – the crowd gets loud. The crowd gets hot. The guys in the back can hear that, and mm-hmm. you know it's uh, the the louder they get, and the, and the more they cheer. You know, them guys are going to push it a little bit further and further every time. And I'm a fan myself, so even though I'm in there announcing, you know, when I'm sitting at the at the, the table with the ring bell or you know wherever they have me set for the night, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a fan just like everybody else. Oh, so for sure. I I, I try not to dig in it. Uh, dig into it too deep and I, I try to look at it from like ah, I got a job to do but also as a fan as well because uh, 
I love wrestling. I've always loved wrestling. I've been a fan since the eighties. Um, I never thought at the age I'm at now at, at uh, 38, um, that I would be ring announcing. I've been doing it for just about a year now. Okay. Um, I've been in Arkansas. I've been in Oklahoma. I've been in Missouri and I've lost track. I've got a, a paper somewhere that's got, I've got every match that I've ever announced all the events that I've done and the list keeps growing and growing and I'm pretty much booked up in through the remainder of 2022. So I'm, I'm blessed to have that and blessed to be able to work with some of the guys I've had a chance to and super appreciative of, uh, the, the space cowboy saying, Hey, I'm going to give you a shot. So <laughs> that's, that's cool stuff. Yeah, it is. I've actually, I'm going to have him on here in a few weeks. I just sent him a message tonight just to make sure that we were still set up because that is one busy guy. You know, he, he, they say, well, he calls himself the hardest working man in professional wrestling. Yeah. Space Cowboy Jason. And yep. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly new to this. And, uh, like I said, I've, I've been to uh, a couple States now and three different promotions and he is definitely one of the hardest working. That is not just a moniker. Um, <laughs> that is who he is. I mean, he, he works hard everything he does. Um, he thinks about what he's doing. He, he puts time into it. He, the talent that he brings in, you know, um, everything from making sure that the fans get their DVD to making sure that the fans get the tickets that they want. Yeah, he is the hardest working man in professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and they just celebrated an anniversary too, I believe. Was it? Is it twenty year anniversary? It was the twentieth anniversary of Mid States Wrestling. And I had the privilege to announce that show. So with me only being in it, you know, for about a year, there mm-hmm. was uh, 24 years of, of talent that were in that building you know, prior to when I came in. So I got to meet a lot of people that I had never met. I got to conversate with people that I watched over a decade ago in the ring. And wow. uh, you know how the wrestling business is. It's uh, you never know who's sitting in the crowd. You know, uh, right. sometimes you don't quite know who you're talking to. So I, I try to shake everyone's hand. I try to meet everyone. I try to be as uh, as courteous and responsible as I can be as, as a ring announcer. Just take, take it all in. Sometimes it can be a little overwhelming, mm-hmm. but I think that's just the, nerve, the nerves getting to you. The 20th anniversary show was a blast, though. The crowd was pretty, pretty big. I mean, it was it was a good-sized crowd down there for Harrison and uh-huh. Uh, the crowd here lately is uh, sellouts in Springfield and then Harrison. They just keep getting bigger and bigger. So it's a it's a great atmosphere. The fans are really good people. They make you feel welcome. It's a good place to be. Uh, it seems like everybody uh, is really happy when they're there. So, you know, it, and that makes a big difference whenever you're, uh, you see those people that are happy to be a part of this. And just about everybody that I've talked to, they seem very happy to be uh, just the little, the little network that, you know, I've, I've been in communication with, with, with Crown and WFC and Mid-States and all of that. They all seem to be very happy to be there. Yes, and, and one thing I can say, because I've been in all three of them locker rooms, the morale, for the most part, the morale is always great. You always hear stories about morale in the, in the locker room. Um, yeah. That, that definitely, it, it makes a difference. Um, everyone that I've worked with so far in, in all three organizations, they've all been good to me. 
great, you know, great to work with. No one's really gave me a hard time, right? I haven't, you know, gave anybody a hard time myself. But you always hear stories, you know, you, as a fan, you, you hear them stories. And uh, I've heard a lot of them. But like I said, since I, I started announcing, whether it's Wrestle for a Cause, Crown, Championship Wrestling, or Mid-States Wrestling, everybody's been a blast to work with. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they've been, how can I say it, interchanging talent. Um, so the, the talent pool switches up. They, there's fresh talent. You know, there's guys from Oklahoma coming to Missouri, Missouri to Arkansas. And not just every now and then. I mean, it's it's almost every show. There's somebody from one of the other organizations on the other part. I mean, it's, right. it's cool to see. Um, and it makes for a lot of great matches because you watch guys down there in Tulsa. And you'd be uh-huh. like, man, I'd love to see this guy, you know, and, and Harrison battle, you know, this guy. And then maybe a month or two later, it happens. It's like, yeah. right. it's, it's really cool to see. In your ring announcing, is there anybody that you kind of like to try to pattern yourself after? Because I, I had a guy on a few months ago uh, named Glenn Ralph, and he was a wrestling ring announcer up in New Jersey in the 90s. And he said he liked to pattern himself after um, the Fink. And so, you know, I... I was just wondering, is there anybody that you try to do that as well? Well, I mean, there's no dispute in how great the Fink is. And I right. I feel I feel like when you ask a majority of, of ring announcers, the go to answer is Howard Finkel. Yeah. Um, but for me for me, um I used to really love Gary Michael Capetta in the early WCW era. Okay. But for me for me it was David Pinter. WCW Monday Nitro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I, I actually try to base my style um, off of Pinzer. Um, I think he has a, a great voice. He sounds like he's really building it up, uh, you know, when he's bringing somebody out. Um, and it just reminds me of my childhood. So when I when I used to like wrestle in the living room with my brothers and my stepbrothers and stuff. I would always do the announcing, like when we'd come down the hallway or whatever, you know, at a, at a, at 300 pounds, of course we weren't cause we were kids. Right. <laughs> um, but stuff, stuff like that. But I always, I always tried to mimic off of Pinzer. And then I had my son and he's uh, almost 17. So his whole childhood, you know, we'd always wrestle around in the living room and I'd do the same thing. But David Pinzer to me, that's kind of who I try to base myself off of. But I also try to, I'm, I'm wanting to get better at speaking. There's some guys that I look up to that are some great talkers in the business. Paul Heyman's one of those. Yes. Um, you can give that guy a microphone, and he can he can come off with a an eight-minute speech that sounds like he had rehearsed it word for word for word, and he never misses a beat. And yeah. if he does, he can correct himself so well. So Paul Heyman, um, a tremendous talker. Tony Schiavone is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, Paul Heyman, Tony Schiavone, I, I've noticed that here lately I've been watching a lot more of their stuff, studying a little bit more. Of course, right. I've watched Howard Finkel and some of them other guys forever. But as far as ring announcing goes, David Penzer mm-hmm. and uh, a little Michael Buffett. Okay. <laughs> a little ready to rebel there, huh? <laughs> So I've actually just started collecting like some of the wrestling stuff, and I've gotten into the Funkos and things like that. And one that I recently just got is probably one of my favorite uh, on the mic. 
and that's Mean Gene. Uh, I was pretty excited because I got him at the same time as I got the Hulk Hogan and um, Mr. T set as well. So Mean Gene has always been one that I have absolutely adored when it came to being on the mic. I, I totally agree with that, and uh, I don't know how I left Mean Gene out of my conversation. But, uh, <laughs> it's all good. Really, yeah, I guess when you get asked, you know, and you know, going off the top, they have Mean Gene, legendary, great, great talker. Um, he's another one of those that's if you're a wrestling fan, you know, and you're older than 30 years old. He's he's one of them legendary voices of a childhood. Guys like another one, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yes. I used to love listening to that guy on the commentary on uh, WCW, even though he was more <laughs> like, a, I guess he was more of a hill commentator. I don't know. I loved it. There's so many of those guys. Um, just so many of the good voices of wrestling are gone. And right. I think that just I think Justin Roberts right now in AEW, I kind of I kind of feel right now as far as ring announcing, he's he's kind of the pinnacle for if you're going to be the next top guy. He's kind of the guy that you either need to work with or mm-hmm. you know try try to do more. I guess you I I guess you could say uh, than what he's got going, but. I've seen Justin Roberts uh, at some AEW events, uh, three or four over the last two years. And when they when they go to commercial, he keeps the crowd hype. He talks to fans. Um, he's reading people's signs. He gets people to cheer for, you know, kids for their birthdays and stuff. And, uh, oh, cool. He's just very interactive. Very interactive. Yeah. So speaking of Justin. <laughs> Whenever, uh, for the people who are listening to this, whenever I was setting up this interview, um, I sent out the invite to uh, Ryan here, and it, I actually put uh, Justin Pilkington on there, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure the reason why I did that was because I was, in my brain, I was sitting there, okay, well, we'll talk about this, and maybe we'll bring up Justin Roberts and things like that, and so I ended up getting an email back from you that said, why does it say Justin? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, I was so embarrassed about that too. I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I just insulted this guy. <laughs> no, no, I figured I, I better say something before we went live and, and you called me Justin. Yeah, well, so. see, the thing is, is I know, I know your name because I was trying to make sure that I was spelling your last name correctly as well whenever I put that in. And I was just like, man, I, I, I don't know. I, I was just having a, one of those moments, I guess. But we got it all set, and we got it all straightened out. So, <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, I'll give you a shot right now. Do you think you can pronounce my name correctly? Your last name? Yes. I is it is it Pilking uh, Pilkington? That is that is that. Honestly, you are you are probably one of twenty people that I've ever heard in my entire life that pretty much got it right out the gate. Really, my son. Yeah, my son does Matt. He he's Matt wrestled his whole life, uh, you know, like collegiate wrestling and stuff. Uh-huh. And we've been all over states, all over, you know, different cities. They they butcher his name the same. I've I've heard it all. Uh, they throw in letters and 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 G and R's, and very few people get it right. So that's awesome to know that. Yeah, you got it right. <laughs> so I might not have got the first name right there, but man, I can pronounce that last name. So at least I got something going for me there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, you'd be surprised, like even uh, like 
through my businesses that I run, like if, if somebody writes to me a check or something, they always put a G in my name. Oh, and, and put a uh, Pilkington. Yeah. So okay. most of the time I have to double check it. I have to double check it as soon as they write it to make sure that it's good. Otherwise I get to the bank and they're like, yeah, this doesn't match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, you're like, um, this doesn't work. I got to get paid. So. Yep, yep. so you have a bunch of... Uh, with everything that's going on, because I know that there are shows coming up a lot here lately, and you said that you're pretty much booked up through the rest of the year, they do keep you pretty busy from what I can see. Yes, yes. So this weekend, um, Wrestle for a Cause is teaming up with Control Your Narrative. Yes. And they are having the Extrava Slams <laughs> event. It's in Pryor, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um they're bringing in uh, some of the Control Your Narrative guys along with EC3. Yes. Uh, some people know him as Ethan Carter III. Yep. They're bringing, bringing uh, Josh Woods from Ring of Honor. They're also bringing former Impact World Champion, uh, Cowboy James Storm. Um, yes. Who else? There's somebody else on there. I got to think of They got Sam Stackhouse. The, the mm-hmm. list goes on, but it's a, it's a great card. Now, I will not be announcing that event this weekend but i will be doing interviews okay um so i might i might be doing pre-match interviews post-match interviews in-ring interviews um as of right now i'm not 100 percent sure that's just how the wrestling business is um, right. things change by the second so right. <laughs> i've got i've got that this weekend in prior oklahoma and then i come back to my hometown of springfield missouri uh, Mid-State Wrestling will be at the Relics Event Center that's uh, Saturday, August 13th. Um, and we're bringing in the Bear City Bruiser. Oh, cool. So, um, and that's, that's actually a stack card. So if anybody that's listening to this gets a chance before August 13th, get online, check out Mid-State's Wrestling. The flyer for this event is awesome. I've collected the flyers to all the events that I've done since I've started. And when I got handed this flyer, I was like, wow, this is one of the most bright, colorful, just cool looking <laughs> flyers. And the card is stacked. So if you're in the Springfield, Missouri area, Southwest Missouri, if you want to come from Arkansas, we've sold out relics. I might be off on this number. I, it, it's somewhere in between eight to 10 times now we've sold relics out standing room only. That's awesome. I've, I've lived in this city since I was born in 1984, and I, I have seen bigger crowds at Mid-States Wrestling than I have at some of the some of the bigger companies that used to come to the Shrine Mosque. And uh, I've seen a lot of companies come here and, and not even be able to pack that kind of crowd. But for some reason, um, the fact that Jason Jones being the hardest working man in, in, in wrestling, um, mm-hmm. he puts in the work, he, he's got a a bunch of young talent right now from, uh, you know, the Johnnies, mm-hmm. um, the American, we got Colton Vaught. Um, we got the smoking ace, Luke Langley. Yeah. And not only, not only is he the champion of mid States wrestling right now, but he's the champion of WSC as well. Yeah. Um, but the, the cards, uh, here lately at mid States, the crowds have been on fire. The last one that we had in Springfield, I could not even hear in my earpiece. Oh, wow. Uh, they, they said something to me after the show. Could you hear me? I honestly could not hear anything. It was a very loud crowd. So if you get a chance and you're listening to this and, and you live in Southwest Missouri, come check out 
Mid States Wrestling, uh, Springfield Relics Event Center, August 13th. Gary Graham will be there. Miranda Cordy, Colton Bach, Alan Jefferson, Toxic Masculinity, Jimmy Fiasco, Niles Plonquet, uh, Jason Jones, Luke Langley, Beer City Bruce. The list goes on, but it it should be one hell of a show. <laughs> Well, I'm familiar with the uh, Springfield area pretty well and everything. I'm actually, I'm kind of from that area. Um, Webster County is pretty much my entire family. So I, I I know the area pretty well. I've got a lot of family in Springfield and all that. And uh, yeah, the, that's a pretty cool place to be at, uh, just in general. You know, um, I, I it now I don't know if this is an actual thing or not, but I from what I hear, Springfield itself is a test town for restaurants is that right you know i'm not 100 percent sure on that but i will say that restaurants come and go like crazy so <laughs> well the one restaurant that has stayed for a long time that i am still glad is still there is canton inn if you want some good cashew chicken that's pretty much where it originated from so if you want to go there and get something that's where you need to go to get it is that the one over off of uh, what is that Sunshine by Bass Pro? Yes, it is. the the It's just a little bitty place right next to the the tire shop. Yep. yep. So, yeah, that's been there. That's been there as long as I can remember. <laughs> I, I remember going there when I was a little bitty because uh, before we moved away, we uh, lived in Fordland, and uh, it was you know it that was the place where you went when you wanted to have. Uh, you know, some good cashew chicken. So, and I'm just glad that I can still go there today. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I was going to ask you this. uh, I I like to kind of ask this. Do you have any good, any funny stories from uh, backstage or anything like that? And any, anything that you would like to kind of share or that you can share? Because I know sometimes you can't really talk about some of that stuff, but is there any good stories that you have from backstage with any of the wrestlers? Well, yeah, I just sitting like I said earlier, you know, sitting around and, and, and talking with these guys, you know, sometimes you, you hear some crazy stories and stuff like that. But yeah. um, some of my some of my favorite stories right now aren't necessarily backstage. They're more in ring. Um, I had a thing going there for a while where toxic masculinity, man, they really love messing with my tie. They love messing <laughs> up my hair. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. So. You know, we'll, we'll chat around in the back, and one night they were going to come out uh, dressed as cowboys. We were at a WFC event in Tulsa, <laughs> and we were just kind of, you know, just talking about stuff or whatever. And uh, I said something about getting lassoed with the with the, the bull rope. Uh-huh. So they came out of the ring. Yeah. We we kind of talked, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll we'll just let it go." But they actually came out to the ring and lassoed me. <laughs> and I I automatically no sold it, just threw it off me like it like it just irritated me. And, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was just reaction to do it, you know. And yeah. uh, we got backstage. We got backstage, and well, before I got backstage, there, there was a, a huge match going on, and they were kind of bullying me, so. Uh, when the other guys came out, you know, I was, I was yelling at the Johnnies, you're going to get yours or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I got back there and I was, I was talking with, uh, Johnny lightning and he was like, no, your reaction was actually, you know, priceless. It actually worked out better than, than what I thought it would. Um, but <laughs> dynamite, 
I think Dynamite may have thought that I was being serious when I was talking trash to him on the outside of the ring. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of thought that was funny. Um, you know, every everything I do, my, my job is not just to do it, but it's also to put over the talent. Right. You know, uh, make sure that they're in. You know, a lot of people, they, they watch wrestling for the entrances. A lot uh-huh. of these kids, they'll play, they'll play the wrestling video games and stuff, and the main thing is the music in the entrance. Yep. Um, so, I love I love working with those two guys. Those those guys are extremely knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, giving me a hard time in the ring and stuff like that. Uh, that's it. That's expected from someone. But I'm glad it's those guys. I've got to know both of them yeah. um, over this last year pretty well. They're great people. I, I like working with them. And you never know what to expect with either one of those guys. Right. There's some pretty awesome guys. Um, I'm actually going to be doing a show where they're going to come to my house and um, record live with me one day, a little ways down the road. But we've been kind of talking about that and kind of trying to work that out. So I'm pretty excited about that. But um, I remember seeing the last time y'all were in Asylum Springs. And, uh, you know, they're handing you, like, their, their jackets and their sunglasses and stuff like that. And I remember um, Johnny Lightning telling you that those sunglasses cost more than your paycheck as he threw them at you. <laughs> I actually I, forgot about that until you just said that. But now, as soon as you said it, it was like it was like being live. Like, oh, yeah. Yep, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> those guys are something else. They're a lot of fun. Um, I had somebody sitting next to me who kept on chanting at him, and he came over there and threw his hat on the floor and stuff. So, you know, they're fan interactive, too, and that's one thing that I've noticed goes a long ways. When you interact with the fans, that they remember that. That's the thing that grabs their attention, and I, I always love to see that. Well, you know, and and that's that's the thing is, you know, if, if, you, can ma- if you can make a fan – uh, especially somebody that has never been to a wrestling event, uh, whether it's a kid, you know, or, or an older person, mm-hmm. um, you never know who's going to latch onto it. You know, you, you've got fans that go through like, like kids, they'll watch wrestling for years. And then as they get to their teenage years, you know, they might kind of phase out of it. But right. for me, you know, I've, I've been a fan. I've, I've been turned down by wrestlers. Um, yeah. I've had wrestlers do awesome things, pictures, autographs, just all kinds of cool stuff. And then I've had other ones that it just seemed like they didn't care to be there. And, uh, you know, and some of those guys were my favorites and, until I had met them. And then my opinion totally changed. So for me, you know, there is no there is no pro wrestling without the fans. Right. And one thing, one thing that I love more than anything is – the kids that come and watch. I was I was a kid fan. I I raised my son his entire childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he was a fan. I never got to go to wrestling with my dad. Um, and uh, it's completely opposite. You know, when I had my son, but to like, you know, you you see that occasional like single dad sitting in the crowd with his son, and mm-hmm. he's got the little Ray Mysterio mask, and it's to me that's where it's at because. It, at, at that age, you, you can make a fan for life. And oh yeah, I remember. I, re, I remember being that young, you know, and every, everything I seen, I was like, "Wow, dude, this is crazy!" And I always <laughs> ask myself, "Is that real?" You know, and I, uh, 
I don't know. To me, that's that's where it's at. And if you're in the wrestling business and you're one of the people that's not interactive with the fans, uh-huh. um, first of all, you probably need to rethink your thought process on that. Uh, uh-huh. Second of all, be, be a little bit more grateful because without those people paying, you know, to sit in those seats, whether it's me announcing or you know the guys that are going to come out and and give you you know top notch wrestling, um, I mean. It, it just goes hand in hand, and the fan the fan base is the most important aspect thing to pro wrestling. And we live in a time now where I feel like there is a lot of uh, toxicity in the the wrestling fan base. Um, yes, res- wrestling is opinion. You know, you can say, mm-hmm. "Hey, this guy's a f- or this guy's a heel," but not everybody believes that, and it, it's all an opinion. And it seems like anymore when when not just in wrestling, but just in the world today, uh, when people don't get what they want, they automatically go on online and, and they bash everything. And, yeah. you know, and, and we watched this with uh, TNA wrestling back in like, it was like 2010 to like 2013. It was like once the fan base got so toxic and vile with, you know, TNA wrestling, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they pretty much almost died at that point. And it was, yeah. You know, I as me being 38 years old, I remember watching ECW and WCW fold. Right. And, and it just took so long to get back to that. And I don't think that a lot of the young fan base, they haven't lived that or actually seen it. It's just all on videos. It's like history to them. Yeah. Um, but I think I think they're realizing uh, a majority of the fan base is starting to realize that because I've been seeing that on posts where people are putting like you know just shut up and watch wrestling exactly stuff like that and, and I, I try to explain that to people like there's going to be things that you don't like yep. and they're there for you not to like them it's uh you know it, it it's a show it's a it's it's everything all wrapped up in one you know there's there's a lot of real aspects there's a a lot of storylines and it's it's one of those things that people look at it and they go oh it's pro wrestling well it is but there's you know there's so much real stuff that goes on behind the scenes in in places that affect you know what happens on screen or happens in the ring and uh i think yeah i think wrestling fans they're just uh a lot of them anymore they don't get what they want so they they automatically bash the person or they they bash the product um and I, I don't know. To me, it's crazy. But when I was a kid, there was no internet. There was no spoilers. You didn't know who was under the mask unless you knew them or seen a picture of them in a magazine, which was very rare. Yeah. But now you can, you know, you can get online and you can say, "Hey, what does so and so look like without a mask?" And at a click of a button, you've got a thousand images, and right. it just kind of takes away the it, it takes away the mystique of good professional wrestling i think the mystery and the the anticipation what keeps fans there you know going with what you just said and everything and one person that i always loved how much they took how seriously they took their character is um undertaker for because for a long time he didn't even do interviews you know yes there's internet out there and you could find some interviews and stuff of things when he was you know um doing uh, the dead man ink or you know things like that but whenever he was being the dead man you didn't find him out and about in public 
you didn't find those pictures and stuff online of him. And that's one thing I like is he kept that mystique um, alive until he retired. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, the kayfabe. Yep. Um, you know, when I was younger, you know, you would never see – you'd never see uh, – the hill and the face show up at the arena together right and if they were to cross each other in the hallway like when they were signing autographs or whatever they would normally pop something off to each other you know and and right be like oh wow these guys you know and i feel like uh i feel like there needs to be more than that and i think mjf right now is doing a pretty good job with that i mean there's a lot of speculations on what's going on with that and i don't know I would like to believe that it's a huge work. I will say that if it ends up being a huge work, it'll be one of the cooler things to watch in the last 15 years. Oh, for sure. Uh, his promo that he cut on AEW, I, I mean, I was watching it again the next day because of you know just how in, intriguing it was and how uh, it felt very real, you know. And uh, it, like you said, if it is a a work, then bravo because that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, and I, th- you know, and I, if if it ends up being a work, I mean, there's got to be more credit given out than just to MJF. I mean, oh, if, for sure. If, if Tony, if if Tony Khan and MJF and and that whole that whole organization can pull that off and and keep it to where it's it's not coming out before you know beforehand, right? That will be, yeah, that's that's genius work. It reminds me of the stuff that McMahon. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eric Bischoff was was doing there in the late nineties. Yeah, um, they they were doing stuff that was so controversial and so real, but it it was just so intriguing. You weren't sure what was real and what was fake at that point, you know. And that was yeah, yeah. that was the good part about it. Yeah, that to me that's that's the funnest part because, you know, even when people that are in the business, whether you're an independent wrestler or you're in another company and you're watching it and and they're questioning it, mm-hmm. then you know that, that the, the people that are behind it, they're they're doing a great job because not only do they have the fan base hooked, but now they've got, you know, all the all the guys that write about wrestling and all the guys that do the videos and other talent and other promotions, you know, everyone's talking about it. And they're for a month or two, I that's all anyone was talking about. Yeah. And uh to me, uh kayfabe i mean if you could bring it back and make it what it was i i think that uh you know wrestling would do a complete 360 than even what it is right now but i I honestly feel that right now professional wrestling whether it's wwe aew even impact wrestling Mm -hmm. um all the companies right now to me they're firing on all cylinders of course vince just retired right Uh, i think that'll i think that'll probably work out better for the wwe and I do too. I've been a fan. I've been a fan of just pro wrestling my whole life, so I've never really downed an organization. I've never been into downing an organization. To me, that's just that's unneeded. You need right. competition. Right. Um, I, I definitely agree with you there, and you know that's something I try to do here is just stay on the positive side of it because there's so much that is positive. You don't have to talk about the negative stuff. If you want to talk about negative, you can find that anywhere. But you know. Just stay positive because be a wrestling fan. Enjoy what you see. You know, if you don't like it, change the channel. There's plenty of other wrestling to watch. Yes. You know, and I've 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 been wondering about, you know, WWE there for a while and 
Uh, I've been watching it the last couple months a little bit more than what I was. Right. And you could see that they, they were progressing, and then they had SummerSlam the other night, and I thought that was a pretty good event. And it's one of the best ones they've had in a minute. Oh, yeah. And then last night you had the Ric Flair's last match. I mean, there's just yes. so much cool stuff. I mean, I seen a meme while ago right before I got on here with you that said, who would have thought in 2022 that we would have seen Steve Austin, Vince McMahon, and Ric Flair all wrestle this year? Yeah. And I, I hadn't thought about that, but that's uh, – yeah, that is pretty wild in 2022. So. <laughs> it, it is. I also I saw a meme the other day, and I thought this was actually pretty funny. And it said, uh, the year that Vince McMahon retires, there's a Jim Crockett promotion that happens. So Indies Wrestling actually won. Wow. <laughs> it's, cra- it's crazy time for wrestling, but that, man, that's, that's the excitement. And, you know, when, it is. When Tony... On when Tony Khan and them did the Forbidden Door stuff, yes, it really made you put into perspective. Like when I was younger, I always wanted to see like Goldberg versus Austin, Undertaker versus Sting. It was it mm-hmm. was always like dream matches. Yes, and there were so many dream matches that we did not get. And you know, never say never, but maybe all the companies, even WWE, maybe it'll it'll get to a point where you know they're like, hey. We can all benefit from this, and it, you know, it's a lot of dream. There's there's so many dream matches to happen. I mean, I could probably say her name off a hundred, two hundred different matches that would just you could main event any card any night with it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I think that's what's got it hot right now because they're doing such great things, but there's so much more that they could do. But uh, I really like how like all elite wrestling kind of paces it out. Mm-hmm. They they catch a lot of heat about not everyone quite getting the time that they should, but I feel that's why a lot of people stopped watching WWE for a while because, you know, it was the same guys every week, same the same little group. You just you got to have something fresh. Uh, that's what I think I like about WCW Nitro. You'd yeah. have two or three matches a night, and you'd get somebody that you might not see for another month on TV. But yeah. it wasn't just the same old thing all the time. Right. I definitely agree with you there. Um, And I did read something. I don't know how legitimate this article was, but I did see something about Stephanie and Triple H actually being interested in doing a Forbidden Door type of pay-per-view. So we may very well see that happen. I think, uh, you know, what what Triple H had going, you know, back... back Yeah, you know, it was just... uh, it just you could tell that that's that's where the workers were in wrestling and yeah they the young talent was literally making the main the main roster not look like a main roster you know the the rookies were outperforming the main roster guys and right you know and now a lot of them they've they've moved on you know they've either been let go by wwe or they've moved on you know Mm -hmm. out on their own um but it just makes you think, you know, like guys like Keith Lee, like what would have happened if Keith Lee was still there, you know, under Triple H's range? Just, yeah. You know, just stuff like that. Um, but I honestly feel that uh, Triple H and Stephanie, they're they're both wise at, at what they do. Triple H, I mean, he's the game for a reason. He's right. been around the business. He, he gets to see stuff that nobody else gets to see. You know, he's, he's married to Stephanie. I think that they're going to, I think they're going to take WWE to super heights. Uh, 
in the next year. And I was just talking to my son and another guy that I know about this. And I'm a huge AEW fan and AEW is awesome. They, Mm -hmm. to me, they, they, they give me what I really want to see WWE starting to do that again. But after what I've seen at SummerSlam, AEW better, they need to start mixing more of their top stars with more of their top stars. Yeah. Because if, if that's any sign of anything to come with WWE, better watch out you know (laughs) that was a killer event and and like i said you know i went from watching every wwe show weekly faithfully to where maybe i'd watch raw one week or smackdown and maybe not the other and it's like you know tonight there ain't no telling what will happen tonight on raw so right when i get done doing this podcast i'll go in there i'll get on dvr and who knows (laughs) who's gonna show up who's gonna debut yeah. But there's almost intrigue, like, oh, I better turn it on just to see, you know, are we going to get a money in the bank cash in or what, you know? So. Yeah, I did see something, and I, I kind of like the way that they've been doing this because a lot of people are down on Theory. <laughs> and it was like, next week on Raw, Theory versus the entire Raw roster. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, they, they, but there is so much that I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and there for a while I wasn't. The only one in recent times that I have looked forward to was NXT. And there was actually a time whenever it was the black and gold that I didn't watch Raw or SmackDown. I just watched NXT. And that was it. Because that's the one that I actually enjoyed out of all of them. And then I would go and that, I'd watch yeah. Impact or something like that. And that's uh, and that's kind of back to what I was saying a while ago. Like when the when the black and gold NXT was going, I mean they would do like uh, Takeover Brooklyn and you know shows like that, and you'd have fifteen thousand people standing. I mean just chanting like crazy, and then you get over to the to the main show like Raw or SmackDown, and you're only getting a handful of guys that can do that. Mm-hmm. And Honestly, honestly, for me, I've always been a huge fan of Pacific Islander wrestlers. Uh, okay. One of my favorites of all time is Yokozuna. Uh-huh. Um, I was so intrigued with Yokozuna as a kid. Like, it, it was unreal. I still am to this day. Um, but guys like the Head Shrinkers, the Wild Samoans, I don't know what it is about them. Even guys like Prince Iakea and the, just the Islander-style wrestlers and then if it wasn't for the bloodline uh, right now in WWE over this last year, yeah, um, that's about the only thing that's that's kept me hooked. And I catch a lot of hell from all my my friends and my son about being a Roman guy. Um, <laughs> I, I I like Roman as heel. Um, yes, you know, he's definitely better as a heel than he is a face. Yes, and then like I've tried to tell a lot of the younger generation, you're always gonna have that one guy that is the top guy he is he's the company man you know and and before roman it was cena yeah and i mean honestly if you think about it it was either going to be roman or brock the difference between roman and brock is brock had been around for a while Mm -hmm. and uh you know roman roman was fresh blood but this title reign that he has going Mm-hmm. It's to me, it's awesome. I mean, if you want to make your championship prestigious, I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, most you can, definitely. You can either have a guy hold it, you can have a guy hold it and defend it, and and do that, or you can go out every four months and have a new champion. Um, so it's, I don't know, it's 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 a 
it's a hard pick on what you want and, and wrestling changes. It's, it's like the win. You can be the hottest guy in wrestling. It's one wrong, one, one bad thing happens. And from then on, they could care less about even watching. Yeah. So who would you say is probably, uh, I'll just split it up like this. Who's your favorite heel and who's your favorite baby face that's going right now? Ooh, I would, I have to break that up into companies. My that's totally my fine. favorite, my favorite heel right now in WWE, <laughs> bar none's Roman. I'm, okay. I'm I'm a Roman guy. All right. Um, my favorite baby face, man. There's there's a couple good ones. I'm actually a huge Riddle fan when it comes to that. I don't like yeah. the whole bro thing that he's going, but I I truly believe that Riddle's one of the next. He's one of the next building blocks of the future for WWE. So I'm going to go with Riddle on that. Okay. Um, my favorite hill in uh, AEW, it's a tie. It's either, uh, oh, I just, it's either Dan Lambert <laughs> or it's MJF. <laughs> okay. Um, from the wrestler's aspect, it's got to be MJF because Dan, Dan Lambert. Yeah. Uh, doesn't wrestle uh right. my favorite my favorite baby face and this might be my favorite baby out of all companies darby allen okay yeah mm. i kind of see him as like he's and they've kind of said this already and everything and he's kind of like the jeff hardy of today he really is he really you know, is I, I mean i don't want to see him hurt himself the way that Jeff Hardy has done, you know, but he kind of has that daredevil mentality and everything. And that very much, you can tell that he has a high influence from Jeff Hardy in what he does. So, yeah, I mean, I would have to kind of agree with you on that one. Yeah. I, and that's, it's really hard to pick over there in, in, in AEW. Yeah. Uh, ask that question. Cause there, there's so many of my favorites uh, in, in WWE right now, theory and, uh, and Roman and the mm-hmm. Usos. Yeah. Um, I love those guys, but you get over to AEW. I'm a huge fan of the butcher. I think the butcher is a throwback. I like guys like, uh, Pentagon. He's one yeah. of my favorites. Um, Malachi black. He's been one of my favorites, uh, for a oh, long time. When, yeah. he left, when he left WWE, I was a little scared or not scared, <laughs> but I was, a little wor- I was a little worried for a minute. And I was like, wow, man, how would you guys, you know, how can you let that guy go? And yeah, thank goodness that, that Tony Khan uh, gave him the opportunity. But there's there's probably a good twenty guys that are like some of my favorite favorites right now that are uh, in AEW, and I, I probably got a good five or six in WWE. But I'm uh, at the same time I've been an Impact fan since day one. Yes. Um, I I have watched Impact religiously since they started. Um, okay. I haven't got burnout on it, anything like that. Um, Sammy Callahan, he's another one of those guys that he's at the top of my list. He's mm-hmm. very underrated. You know, let's see him walk through the forbidden door. Let's see him in a barbed wire match uh, <laughs> with Moxley or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, he's one of them guys that uh, maybe he didn't fit the mold or, or, or maybe he was a headache backstage in WWE, but um, he's went over to the Impact and you know he's made a name for himself in Impact, and I think what Scott Demore does with wrestling and the talent that he has, mm-hmm. they don't have the budget that the other companies have. But you get good wrestling. Yes. Um, to me, you don't have to have all the big, 
the big TV screens and the pyro and all that. To me, I, I want to go out and see two guys that, that seem like they totally wanted to beat the hell out of each other, and, and they fought for that, that win, and, and the prestigiousness of it is getting your hand raised. And uh, Impact, you know, it's it don't have the fan base that it used to, and it it don't have they don't have the TV deal that they used to. But for what Scott Demore has to work with, if I had an opportunity to work for any organization right now, um, I would I would want to work for Scott Demore. I think his thought process of wrestling in in the in the business is is genius, and you he just don't seem like his ego gets in the way, or you never. You never hear Scott Demore commenting on Tony Khan or Vince McMahon, right. uh, but you'll hear Tony and or WWE. You know, you hear that back and forth. And yeah, I I think Impact Wrestling is a dark horse right now, and yeah. they got some exposure. They got some exposure last night at the the Crockett Promotions, the oh, Rick Flair sure. show. Yeah, and I think they're a dark horse. And, you know, they could pop up, you know, at any time. All it takes is for that wrestling fan base to get that nostalgic feel. Yeah. And, oh, man, here's the Impact Wrestling again. So <laughs> hopefully that happens. I, w- I would love to work for Scott Demore if there was ever an opportunity that they said, hey, we're doing a tryout for a, a ring announcer. Uh-huh. Um, it could be across the United States. I'd do whatever I had to do uh, to get there. Um, I feel like that 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 would probably be in my grasp. Um, doing something like WWE or something like that, that's yeah. probably going to uh, that's probably going to take me away from the family, family time and stuff like that. Impact is a little bit more of a, a relaxed schedule, it seems. Right. Well, hey, and anything's possible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Especially in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, one other thing. So whenever COVID was going on, the shows where there were no fans. I actually enjoyed Impact shows more than any of the other ones when it came to that. I will I will agree on that. I thought that when AEW started bringing some of the roster out ringside, mm-hmm. that was uh, that was pretty cool. But that Thunderdome yeah. stuff, that, that was trash. Oh, I, for sure. I, I, normally, <laughs> I, normally, I normally try not to bash anything, but I mean, if you're going to ask, you know, honest opinion of, of somebody that's watched wrestling for so long, that is probably one of the they call it the thunderdome era so if i was to rank that from best to worst eras the thunderdome era to me it was (laughs) it was i i don't even i don't even know what to say without probably making myself sound stupid but uh it was it was not fun to watch and it actually my my son's been a huge wrestling fan and that whole covid thing it almost drove him away um, yeah. From WWE, he he hasn't been a big WWE guy the last couple of years, and we've been to a couple events, you know, and it's wrestling, so we have fun. Mm-hmm. But he messaged me the other night, Saturday night. I sent him a message. He's having a pay per view party with his friends, and I sent him a message that said, "Acknowledge your tribal chief." <laughs> and uh, he put he put LOL, but he he called me later that night, and uh, I first thing I said is, "What do you think about Roman?" And he said, "You know what? I actually enjoyed that." And uh, I actually, I, I thought that what Roman's work was amazing. Yeah. Um, so it goes to show that no matter, you know, where they go, you know, as a company, mm-hmm. you know, anything can happen. It's pro wrestling. It's show business. And uh, if the money's right, you know. Yeah. 
people will do it, you know, and uh, I think we're, I think in the next three or four years, you're going to see a lot of dream matches. You're going to see companies taking guys, maybe trading guys, maybe cross promoting, mm-hmm. maybe all of that. But it, it should be interesting to watch. It actually feels kind of like back around the 2000 era. Like there's just a, a lot of buzz and excitement, and you never know who's going to pop up where anymore. And just the suspense, like the whole Bray, the Bray Wyatt thing. Yes. Uh, you know, is he going to WWE? Is he going to sign with AEW? It's, we could talk about it all day long. I've learned in wrestling, uh, don't believe anything till you see it. <laughs> well, everybody thought those vignettes that were happening were, were Bray Wyatt. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody was, oh, that, I, I, I'm positive that that's who it is, you know, and <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I totally agree. One other thing I wanted to mention since we were on the topic of Impact, there's one person I always really liked in Impact when it came to announcing, and that's Jeremy Borash. He had such a unique voice, and I liked the way that the talent worked with him as well. And I don't feel like we can get away from talking about Impact and Jeremy, or with with you being a ring announcer as well, without talking about Jeremy Borash. So I've actually had the opportunity... I've met Jeremy Borash probably five or six times. Oh, cool. Great guy. So yeah. nice. He gave, he gave me and my son backstage passes at, like, I want to say it was two or three different events. Wow. Um, super, super cool guy. And there's one guy, since we're talking about Jeremy Borash, there is another voice that we cannot forget when we're talking about Impact. That's Don West. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don West was great, and he would always come out before a lot of the like the house show events for TNA events, uh-huh. and he, he would sell stuff. So he'd come out with like Jared's guitars and Sting bats, and he'd have like his microphone, or he'd be yelling to where everyone could hear. And he was like a salesman outside the arena, wow. which is genius. Yeah, and uh, like why wait in line inside? We've got a few of them out here. If you want to get them now, you know, or we have this available inside. Um, but Don West, Jeremy Borash, those are both two great voices. Um, and I'm I don't know the gentleman's name, uh, but he used to do the uh, the vignettes. He did, he did the voice for the Arby's commercial. Yes, he passed uh, away in the last few years, didn't yeah. he? Yes, that is that's one of my favorite voices. Um, just hearing him uh, before the event, like this is TNA lockdown, or you know, or whatever. I don't know. It just seemed, uh, it just seemed like you were getting ready to watch something really badass, and I liked it. Um, I don't yes. know the gentleman's name. My son's in the other room. I probably call him in here, and he'd be like, "Yeah, it's so and so." He had a great voice too. But Jeremy Borash. Um, I really wish. I don't know what what's going on with him. I I could have swore he signed a WWE or something a couple of years ago. I could be wrong on that, but I would love to see him show back up in Impact. Uh, he he was a different kind of announcer. He had a different look, but he also had like a uh, I don't know. He had like a charisma that a lot of the other announcers don't have as. And I, I try not to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy that's just sitting over in the corner and looking yeah. super serious in my suit. <laughs> like, at the same time, 
know, I want to be as professional as I can, but at the same time, the people are there to have a good time. So if you think in between matches, hey, maybe the crowd's dying down a little bit, let's get them hyped up again. Let, let's let's remind them of this main event. Let's remind them that hey, you guys are some great wrestling fans. Yeah, and we're far from being we're far from being done. So I understand you guys were loud earlier, but we're getting ready for your main event of the evening. Let's make some noise. Yeah, know? and yeah. Yeah, and them guys, you know, the, the guys in the back, they, they have to feed off that. I mean, you hear the – and I've heard so many guys say that, go come backstage, uh, get like a bottle of water or something. They'd be like, you hear that crowd? I'm like, oh, I hear it. I'm right out there with them, and <laughs> this is awesome. And so it's 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 amazing. It's it's such a wild world yeah. uh, that, that pro wrestling is. It's, it's like everything that you could ever imagine – or think of it's mm-hmm. just like all wrapped up in a ball and it's like hey here you go here it is you you get to pick and uh i guess the word would be decipher what you want out of it you get to like what you want you get to hate what you want um you get to boo you know you get a boo people or you get a cheer people or who knows you know what it is i've i've been fed beer by cowboy james storm before in a crowd <laughs> oh wow didn't ask, didn't, you know didn't ask to but yeah. i happen to be the guy in the front row and he turns around and says here's my beer so, i mean it's one of those things like you never know and he may not even have planned you know and he may not even had that plan before he walked out he may have just went live with it yeah and and had a good time so that's awesome well, man, I think we're about to bring this to a close, but I have thoroughly enjoyed having you on here. It's been a lot of fun talking. We've talked a lot about uh, different uh, organizations and things that you want to do. Is there anything else that you maybe want to say before we get you off of here? Yes. If for some reason Stone Cold Steve Austin hears this. Yeah. I want to so badly do a podcast. No, I'm just kidding. But no, if, if he does, if he does hear this, there, there's, there's one person that if, if, if I could call, if I could chat with, if I could do a podcast with, it would be Steve Austin. Um, Steve Austin was a huge part of my childhood as being a wrestling fan. To me, he is, he's my all-time goat. So, and you never know in wrestling, especially with podcasts and all that. You never know who listens. Never um, know, man. And I also, and I also want to thank you too before we get off here for, uh, you know, getting a hold of me and, and giving me the opportunity to do this and uh, just be able to sit down and, and chat wrestling because that's one of my favorite things to do. So, for sure, man. And you know, thank you for coming on here. I, this is what I love to do. I love to talk about wrestling, and I love to have awesome people on my show. Appreciate it. All right. Well, you have a good night, man. All right. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Hey there, friends. Interested in another podcast to listen to between episodes? Well, you're in luck. Come check out Bloody Babble's podcast. We are a gaggle of babblers who talk of true crime and other gory wonderment. New episodes are released every Tuesday, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are streamed. Happy babbling, my friends. Fascinating people, fascinating places. The weekly podcast available on all major platforms. I definitely knew I was going to be an astronaut. That coronavirus is a work of God. There's a huge conspiracy at work. There were a number of 
spies. It straddles fantasy and reality. It ain't so funny once the rabbit got the gun. Uh, here's the way that about. You're not a Christian, you're a liar. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Ryan Pilkington. He was a lot of fun to talk to. It's nice to find people who uh, have appreciations for wrestling the way that you do. It was nice to talk to him about uh, TNA and Impact Wrestling and stuff. And I would definitely love to see a re um, revitalization of that company in the future. Uh, I am excited to see what happens with wrestling, with everything that's going on. We see, you know, Triple H has taken over for uh, WWE now, and every day I'm seeing new things come out about um, changes that he's making for the better, and so I'm very excited about that. Um, so as you're listening to this, it is Monday, unless you are listening to it on another day. This episode aired on a Monday, and I have another one that I will be putting out on Wednesday as well this week. And it is for the one that you guys have been waiting for, and that is Shotgun Dan Weber will be on. I am very excited for you guys to be able to hear that episode as well. He was awesome to talk to. He was a lot of fun, and he had a lot of uh, good stories to tell. I am looking forward to a lot of people that I have coming up in the future. I also have the lead singer of with some friends who is going to be on my show in the next few weeks. And I'm also going to have the space cowboy, Jason Jones coming on. I have uh, Joe Helms that will be coming on this month as well. So needless to say, I've got some pretty cool guests coming on. I also have Christopher Allred, who is the owner and promoter for crown championship wrestling that I will be having on at the end of the month. It should air at the beginning of next month. We're going to talk about NCAA football. So that should be a pretty fun episode. Um, yeah. So just stay tuned for the people who came on here to hear the Ryan Pilkington episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope that you stick around. Um, I've got a lot of fun guests that are going to be on and I can't wait to present them to you guys. If you guys have any questions or concerns or you just want to talk to me, you can always send me an email and that is at giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook and you can either look up if you give a data podcast or it's at IYGADAP, the acronym for if you give a data podcast or as I like to call it, IGADAP. Uh, <laughs> Also, I have Instagram, and you can look me up on there, and that's at Give a Data Podcast. Also, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me on there, and that's Dad Podcast One One. I always look forward to talking to people who have amazing things to talk about, or if you just want to say hi, shoot me a line. I'd love it. I really enjoy that. So I am going to bring this episode to a close. Make sure that you tune in on Wednesday because I will have another episode ready for you guys. So, yeah. Anyways, I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I will see you Wednesday. Bye. If you enjoyed our show, come back next week.
Come on, guys. You know you want to come back. Might get some laughs. Bro!